Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Our goal is to connect you with real people, with real stories on how they think about bravery in the workplace, and examples on how they demonstrate bravery in the workplace, all with the goal of helping you do the same. I hope you have listened to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. Be on the lookout as well for my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, which is being published in September of 2020. Our guest today is Hitesh Chowda, and he is going to be continuing his conversation from last week, where he was telling us the story of how he moved from individual contributor to team leader and some of the multiple ways he had to demonstrate bravery at work in order to make this transition effective. Let's continue to listen. So we used to have, you know, they used to have a sort of quarterly meeting um, that I literally changed and they said, right, we're meeting daily for 30 minutes, right? And we need to, uh, just so that we can start building relationships. And depending on where people were, everyone was working in a silo. So we had this meeting and um, you could see that it was, it was waving, uh, you know, it was, it was, heavily on my shoulders i was thinking about it a lot and you know my body language kind of um showed that so um i started with the team and i was like listen guys there's something that you know it's just not right and i gave examples and you could tell they've heard it before you know what does this mean you know what are we going to try and i actually did introduce something which is called you know and i made up you know it's a, it's a it's a vulnerability exercise and we do this more regularly now but i clearly i started off uh, and i said listen this is an opportunity for you guys to give me feedback on me the good the bad the ugly right what can i do better for you you know um you know what is it that i can offer you that i can help you to be successful and um and i said pick someone to uh, to, uh, to give me this feedback. Uh, and I promptly picked my stuff up and I walked out the room. Now, what I re- learned later on was that the team were kind of stuck, you know, as in, is this for real? Should we be saying something? You know, this is ultimately our manager. You know, how, how what do we do? And I was pleased to say that when we met next, it was great because you... I really got to understand the team's apprehension that was stopping them from from excelling at what they do. And, you know, they wanted more regular one-to-ones, right? They wanted me to make sure that I took into factor their personal home lives, right? Because obviously some of that baggage does come to work with you, right? And if someone's not having a good day, how are we going to support them? You know, what can we do for the business, um, et cetera? Um, and that was the turning point. But that's where, you know, uh, you, I, I had to pluck up the courage. I had to be brave. And I had to approach the team to say, listen, this is, the, this is what we're going to try to achieve. And you do have an opportunity that you find that if you don't want to be here, then maybe it is a 
opportunity for you to to look at and i'll help you with looking at opportunities elsewhere if you need to but if you want to be here this is what i expect of you and they shared with me their expectations and with that said you know it was um it was it was good it was a turning point and we i'm pleased to say that you know we do this every year without fail and we go around the room ed i forgot to mention that is that once it finished with me they wanted to hear feedback on them from the rest of their colleagues and from me and we did it in an open forum where they had that and we had some guiding principles around this where you can't you know get emotional about it you know you can't use this as a reprisal you know to to when it comes to the opportunity for giving feedback for others you know it it was it was um it was a sharing experience but it required my team to be brave as well to be able to ask that and how did they you know how they reacted and we dealt with that on a one-to-one and now we've been doing it for every year We've been in every year, and every time we get a new person join, we introduce them to it as well, and it's it's worked out well. And I'm pleased to say that you know the same team that I have had, um, most of them are still here. You know, we have a low attrition rate, and you know it's something that comes out in their uh, review every quarter. You know that they do share that with me. Um, so it's it's not only me being brave, but it was the t- it required the team being brave as well. Look, I think there's a couple of great behaviors that you demonstrated. So I want to go back to your opening comments about leading by example and building a safe place. That's a great example of what you were doing because everyone had to participate the same, including yourself. But a couple of things that you did, Hitesh, that I think required bravery. One, and we've talked with other guests about this particular topic, which is speaking with your boss. You know, sometimes having an open conversation with your boss or saying the obvious, like, you know, I love how you led into it. Like, I'm sure you're aware of this, but, uh, you know, that takes bravery because sometimes our perceptions of bosses are that they're so busy and so focused on other big things that they don't have time for me and my little topics or concerns or issues. And is this how we want to use my time with the boss? And is this what I want to talk about? So, you know, I think that took bravery. And I don't know if you were comfortable having the conversation or nervous having the conversation, <laughs> but it took bravery to to do it. It did, you know, and it was it was it was a gut instinct that I went with, and I honestly I can say this now, and hopefully they'll they'll listen to this podcast and understand where it came from. And I know, you know, I've shared it with most of them. Is that it was literally something that I flew by the seat of my pants, and I was like, let's give this a try. We've tried everything. What have we got to lose? And um, it went well. And you know, it's it's something I used with with my boss as well, who who you know the current CIO is I regard as a very a great mentor of mine, you know, who's come with a wealth of experience. But we have this thing where, you know, he did something similar where he goes, listen, I will be transparent. I'll be honest with you. Um, and that's what you'll get from me. And, you know, it's something that we've, we've kind of, it's been the foundation of our relationship um, that we can have a, a no holds barred conversation. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's great. Sometimes it's things you don't want to hear, but you get that feedback. And it's the only way that relationships can grow. And you can be successful all the way around. Right. You know, there are conversations that need to be held in the workplace, of which I think that's a great example, that are not held to the degree that they could be, which is not just about what projects do you need to work on or what goals do you need to focus on, but, you know, what is my working style? So, Hitesh, let me share with you as the CIO how I work, how I like information, how I like to interact with people, 
And then I want you to do the same, because if we don't understand this now, it will come back to haunt us at some point in the future, because you're not going to do something that I think you should be doing or behaving, or you're going to see something in me that might be disturbing to you, right? So let's get clarity and transparency around our work style so that we can, uh, you know, understand that clearly. So if, if in fact, you know, that's the relationship that you have with your boss, uh, I think that's fantastic. And, you know, it's, it's, I always, you know, and you're a spot on, you know, I've literally, um, outside of the IT organization, I've, you know, the, the, the global head of, um, you know, uh, hates uh, human capital or legal or, you know, operations, etc. And even the CEO, you know, and the CFO, you know, it's been it, it's been good to forge those relationships with them because you get a different perspective as well. Um, and it's interesting, just the different working styles so that when we're working, we can use that with each other as well. Um, that helps to, to build that sort of you know, relation and that you can, you know, be honest with them and be brave with them when you see something that you've not, you know, that you see that you, you should share with them. And it, it certainly, you know, worked for me um, that I feel comfortable in having those sort of conversations at those levels as well. Um, and but, you know, just leading by example. And letting the team know that you, it's it's safe for you to do that, you know. I maybe your you know your manager, your supervisor, etc. But feel free to to share with me, you know, what you would like to see change. Sometimes we can't, we can make it happen. The other times we may not be able to, but it will always be there that you mentioned it and that you know where your head is at as well. Well, the first type of bravery that you showed was speaking with your boss about your own capabilities and concerns and area of focus. And then the second area of bravery I think you showed was speaking with your team. You know, oftentimes leaders don't know how to start a conversation with their team. They don't know how to be candid and honest with their team, especially as a group. They don't know how to help people have better understanding of the context in which they're working, etc. So I think it's fantastic as well that you you know, found the bravery to sit these folks together. I assume you were in a room or maybe some people were there virtually, but, you know, got them together to think about this together. Mm -hmm. 100%. And it's one of those things that when we are on a call, you know, we ensure that we're all sharing our cameras, especially in the current climate, right, is that um, the, the social interaction has to be there where you can have that banter with each other, that you can see each other, you can read their body language. Um, but, you know, I make a point of making sure I visit these offices on a um, uh, on a regular basis to, to ensure that they do get, you know, they feel they're getting the attention as well and making sure that they're talking to each other. Um, so it, it helps, you know, to, to do that and to leverage technology to, to, to help us for that with that as well. One of the one of the many benefits of technology, right? Absolutely, connect better. And I also just want to make a quick comment on something you said earlier. I'm currently reading a book called Further Faster by Bill Flynn, and the audience for the book are business owners of small to medium sized businesses who need to pivot and continue to grow, and they want to grow further and faster. And he talks about messaging to uh, subordinate from leaders and something like can we meet in the UK next time I'm there is not specific enough. And I'm not surprised that it created concern and worry on your part. Cause it's like, Oh my God, what have I done? And mm-hmm. you know, is he upset, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to play with the words a little bit, but something like, Hey, Hitesh, I'm going to be in the UK next week. I'd love to talk to you about some opportunities here at 
uh, CRA, you know, please don't speak with anybody about this at this point, but you know, I'd love to engage with you on this topic, probably would not have created the reaction in right. you that something as mysterious as I want to see you next time I'm there, you know, created, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it was his it was his personality was such that he was firing, you know, he was literally going in so many different directions that in his head he had to talk to me and he decided to use it as a the all you know IT organization meeting to to say to me, Hey, I want to speak to you. Um so uh, let's connect when we're in, in London next week. And I was like, Oh my dear lord, you know, what have I <laughs> what, what have I got myself in for, you know? Uh, so yeah, you know, and it's one of those things that these sort of attributes kind of trickle into people's personal lives as well. I know it does with me, uh, with my son as well. You know, just showing him, you know, that it's okay to be, you know, to to be safe. And there's ways of delivering messages as well that um, you know you don't have to be blunt with it. You know, and when you know there's sometimes that you just got to be choose your words wisely, but make sure that you get it addressed. Right. And, you know, if I had the opportunity to do another different podcast, it would be based on, you know, how to message tough topics, because so many people avoid. And this is, you know, this is where bravery and tough topics overlap, but they avoid saying what needs to be said because they don't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. So it's not a matter of what's in my head. Right. I could tell you what I'm experiencing very clearly, but how I can say it in a way that engages you and that you don't feel defensive and don't get argumentative, right, is such a block or an area of you know, just a lack of knowledge for so many people that they don't do it. Right. And and exactly. And having that sort of safe zone for them to say, it's okay to say that you don't have that, you know, um, how can I help you to, to, to develop yourself? Which way, you know, what can I make, what resources can I make available for you to be successful? You know, and for them to have that sort of safe zone where they can be themselves and ask you know and just saying i need you know i'm at my depth here what can i do you know well when you think about the story you just shared hitesh you know are there two or three uh lessons or observations or suggestions that you have for folks that they should think about or focus on as they attempt to do similar type activities sure you know um surround yourself with with people that you could you could you trust that you've built up that relationship that will give you a, a honest guidance right that will literally say hold on you're being an idiot now Let's think about this logically, you know. Um, and uh, you know, I, I have that both in my personal and professional life as well. Uh, my wife being one of them, she's not shy in telling me when I've not done anything right as well. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the club. There you go. So listen to your gut feeling. I think that's that's definitely one. You know, leading by that example and understanding that, you know, just because you've built that network um, around you, you have your mentors. You know, make sure that you are offering yourself you're paying that forward to the team as well and you know it's one of those things that um that i think that certainly will those lessons go forward with me and they will always continue to do so is um you know be vulnerable you know um pluck up the courage to say what you think in whatever format you need to obviously choose your words uh, you know wisely um but you surround yourself with with people that you can you bounce these ideas off Great. And 
I think I have some of the same lessons that you have that you shared, but in your conversation with us today, you know, three things that I would also ask people to think about are, uh, and I think some of these overlap with what you just said, Hitesh, you know, this idea of leading by example, you can't expect others to do things that you yourself are not doing. Exactly. You know, we could all attend a two day workshop just on that topic about how to lead by example. And, you know, there's this mixture that happens in leadership between authority and leadership. And some people get too caught up in authority that says, hey, because I'm the boss, this is how we're going to do it. And they don't realize that they're not leading by example. And the likelihood of people following is lessened when it's just authority. So I think your message about leading by example is fantastic. I think the second lesson of building a safe workplace, right? You've got to create a place where people are comfortable saying what needs to be said or doing what needs to be done. It's this whole arena of psychological safety is super critical in organizations for teams to work well. And then the last area, which also could be its own podcast, is this idea of mentoring, right? It's finding people who you could go to and say, hey, I need to talk to Hitesh about something. I don't think he's going to like what I have to hear. Can I run it by you a couple of times? I can get it out of my head and I'd love your reaction to practice, right? So that when I go and say it to you, it's not the first time I've ever said it and it ends up coming out wrong and I end up fumbling. And of course, when it comes out wrong and fumble, the first thing we want to do is just get out of there right? instead of uh, sticking. So I think those are really, really great lessons that you've shared with us today. Fantastic. Thank you, Ed. So, uh, Hitesh, do you have any ways that folks can get in touch with you if they'd like to talk with you a little bit more about your topic or yeah absolutely i'm active on linkedin so feel free to get in touch with me by that if you feel that you know email's the better format feel free to get in touch with me on h chowder that's c-h-a-w-d-a at c-r-a-i dot com so it's not C-H-O-W-D-A-H. Correct. And it's not, it's not got clam in there either. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, terrific. Well, Hitesh, thank you so much again for spending some time with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ed. And looking forward to, uh, to getting you on the podcast as well. Yes, we're going to do that within the next couple of months. So I'm really looking forward to it. There you go. <laughs> Take care, Ed. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week, and we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also welcome you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on CastBox, Overcast, Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google, Spotify, Pandora. We are everywhere. Do you have something to say yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.